This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 105.3 FM HD2. Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. It's our talk, uh, our long talk about eating, about dressing you up to go out to eat to uh, find the best food around to eat. And all of these uh, things packaged up into uh, a number of different packages, one of being, one of them being this show right now. Uh, we would be very happy to, to help you out with anything you want to know about how to cook a dish, what restaurant to go to if you're looking for a certain taste, or even if, uh, and I wish more people would call with this, uh, just an idea about how to cook a certain thing but you don't even know where to start. Well, you know, sometimes it works out to just start and don't worry about whether it's going to uh, uh, be on the uh, on the list or not. So uh, anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, cover the entire food scene here. And uh, that looked a little bit better. <laughs> uh, we have a little... Cord we do. We have here. always have cord <clears throat> issues. A lot of cords. A lot yeah. of cords entangled here. Two six zero six three six eight. Not to talk about entangled cords. Oh, no. we're only talking we're, about we're food done with that. here. Uh, uh, still, we haven't. Uh, you found that ketchup in the recipe. It was in there. It was actually in the first edition of the book. Yeah. I yeah. gave you the second or third edition of the but book. Yeah, because it's had. And three. somehow or another, it was weeded out. Why would they have weeded that out? Did you do that? Weed what out? Well, the ketchup. I mean, like, why would a recipe be different from oh, I, the first I think, edition to the third? I think one? I. Uh, I think it was a. a, a you actually revised yeah, some of the yeah. recipes yourself. Oh yeah, or did co- they quite do a it? few of them. Did you really? I really did. Yeah. Wow. Did you change any of the stories? Because I think uh-huh. that's like the most interesting yeah. thing about the book. Yeah, some of them. Really. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was always uh, amazed by that book, uh, and uh, it, it continues to be uh, a good selling. It's a good uh, book. Yeah. I like the stories. I, I mean, the the stories yeah. I'm familiar with because I've lived them. But uh, I'm, I'm I like plugging the myself here, folks. No, so no, no, what's wait, wrong with wait, that? Wait. We don't well, have anything yeah, else yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been one All of right, those days. So you know? we were talking about brisket. We were talking yeah. about tea. Did you ever get the answer to your tea, I, no. Tom? Yeah. Let's just get it's real. Just, I don't think you're getting the answer. Can you please give it to me? Because <laughs> I'm interested in hearing it. And I might be the only one. But I am really actually kind of interested in it. So it's, could you just tell me who the other person is? Well, I'll tell you what. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen will, Stephen, I'm sure, I have the answer to this. I've never been so glad to hear Stephen, your voice. Stephen, welcome well, to the food show. Was it Jefferson? Jefferson? As in yeah. the president? President Jefferson. Jefferson. Uh, the it, other T person with Lipton. Uh, no, no, it, it was not. <laughs> okay. Is it before or after ideas? Jefferson? It must be after Jefferson's time because you're talking about, it being, you know, late late 18th century, late 17th century. That's when they started uh, putting uh, taking 
uh, iced tea, well, just tea and using it as yeah, a drink. Yeah, with ice cubes. Strangely Well, enough. I mean, you can't make iced tea without ice, and you no, can't have no, ice without no. refrigeration. So we're no, talking about no, the, never the latter part of the 17th century? Uh, no, 18th. No, no, no. It, was, it would have been the 1800s <laughs> then, yeah, or 1900s. Okay. Oh, you uh, the latter part of the right 19th to... century. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. The latter part of the 19th century. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, when I lived in when I lived in England, I had All trouble getting them to make me iced tea. Yeah, right. I lived in a manor house while I went to school at Rolls Royce factory. So, and I would just I just would go over and over. I said, just bring me the end of the of a of a kettle of tea, but you know, ice. You know, in England, they pull out ice cubes. They count them like when they give you when you get a drink. It's like, oh well, we'll give you three ice cubes in this drink. Not a. That's what it's like over glass. there. They they yeah. they they limit you to everything. You know, the certain yeah. amount of uh, laundry loads you can do. That's why I could never live over there. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but yeah. I could never live over there. When were you there, Stephen? Yeah. What is the Rolls Royce factory? Seventy-one. And I love manor houses. Where did you live? <laughs> <laughs> I lived in the manor house down the road for the Rolls Royce factory in Crew. In where? In Crew. Crew. Where is that? It's in the middle of England, and okay. it's a big railroad. Uh, a hub. Big mm-hmm. Hub. And that's and, and where the Rolls Royce factory was at that point. How did you wind up there? Well, it's a long it, story. It's when I got my, my I got my master's degree, and I went to England to get it at the Rolls Royce factory. I see. So, okay. yeah. Anyway, um, well, they don't, but they also, don't understand iced tea. That's for sure. And yes, it isn't their thing, so they don't need to understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And also, the other day you mentioned about uh, people sometimes calling twice, especially when Tom was on for three hours. You would, <laughs> if you called in at the, in the first hour, then the conversation would go to something else the second hour, and you would either be able to answer his question. Uh-huh. Uh, so sometimes you would have to call twice to to help him out with his question. I was about to say, Tom has no self-respect, so he would let you call as many times as he needed to, but but yeah. I, it's traumatizing for me to have a person call twice because it's like saying, hey, I have no callers. Yeah, and oh, sometimes he, he, he cuts you off a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wanted to say two things, and you got your one thing in, and he cut you <laughs> off and went on. And, and not that he cut you off because it was another call. It's just he just cut you off because I guess he figured you were you were done. He's tired of listening to it. Two thoughts. Now I'm getting back. I'm getting back at him for all of you, Stephen. I'm cutting him off. So there you go. <laughs> oh, Whatever goes around is, comes around. What? Today is also National Hamburger Day. Oh boy! Imagine that. How did how did that? Oh boy! How did we arrange also that for bris- one day? Brisket and Hamburger Day. Yeah. All right. All in one place. Well, you can't. You kind of can't beat those two things. So I know. Nope. Uh, I, nope. I gotta say. Especially that. when the hamburger is made with brisket. There you go. See. Yeah. As it is at Katie, I mean at Francesca, my new favorite and, burger place. So. Yeah, I know. 
My, yeah. my new favorite place to have a burger. Huh. Anyway, yeah. thank you for calling, well, thank, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for stopping in. Okay. It's always Giving a pleasure. Giving us a brief you respite from our desperation. Two six zero sometimes Thursday. There he goes. And All right. uh, yeah. Well, gosh. Two six zero. This is a scary thing. It's National Brisket Day and National Hamburger Day, and we need to spread those things out. They can't be the same. They can't be the same day. No, I guess not. Also, it, Donut, donut day. day. It's Donut, donut Day. Oh, you, I don't do like you, donuts. You don't like donuts? I'll tell you what. I don't. Okay, well, you know I don't like sweet things, or maybe you don't, but I don't like sweet things. So uh, the, uh, the idea of a glazed donut is absolutely horrifying to me. Why? Because I don't like sweet things. Oh, I see. Uh, but if I had to have a donut, if I absolutely yeah. had to have a donut, mm-hmm. I I do I can tolerate cake donuts. Yeah. That's it. Now I had a long conversation with someone the other day about donuts. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. and she was saying that Blue Dot Donut locally is the only place that Blue has Blue Dot. Cake, yeah, over on Canal cake Street. Cake donuts. Yeah. Yeah. They do, well, I don't know. But every place else does just the sugary, sugary donuts, but Blue Dot has cake donuts. What I have uh, noticed lately in the last couple of years is that I I don't do donuts very often, usually. But just, you love them, right? No, I wouldn't say that. Really? I, I love maybe a half a donut. But the uh, there is this variation on the theme uh, that I think they refer to it as a an apple um, strudel? St- no, it wasn't a strudel for sure. It was the same kind of uh, f- uh, fiber that, not fiber, but the filling uh, uh, that that a, uh, a just a regular donut had on it, and uh, it oh, would like have a jelly donut. Something? No, no, it wasn't a jelly okay. donut. It was just for the most part, it was like a regular old donut. Okay. But the and the texture of the of the uh, pastry is also pretty much the same. But then there is this kind of compote of, of sp- sort of spicy in the sense of, uh, of like apple. Yeah, like an apple and cinnamon kind of and thing. Uh, yeah, and right. all it, and uh, they they're patted down in a certain way. They're very large. The, you wouldn't want to try to eat a whole one, although I have been known to do so. Uh, but what I I wonder about is how is it that they get all of these exactly the same? Because they do. You you look at them and you, you get another one. You put them side by side. There's no difference at all. And I, this makes me wonder. And, and I don't know if it, it probably does differ from one to another. That uh, uh, the mass a lot production. of these donut shots, uh, yeah, production. mass are doing mass production. Exactly well, right. So. Uh-huh. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show on 105.3 FM. If you don't have a HD radio, you ought to get one. You'd be very, very happy with it. It's uh, if you ha- like the sound of, of uh, you know, really good audio. You probably also like the flavor of good wines and the sounds of uh, the birds outside and just all the wonderful things of life. Here's another one we can add to you. Uh, and uh, you can have it all the time, pretty much. One HD two. Uh, get it on in your car. Uh, easy enough. Uh, check with your auto dealer and ask him 
You might not even need to do this, but uh, to uh, tell them whether there is uh, HD radio on, in the car, and there usually is. So take advantage of it, and you, you won't even have to pay any more for it unless it has to be added. It's another story. Uh, not much of one, though. Uh, this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food, about restaurants, wine, cooking. We still have not had an answer come out, and maybe this is just too boring a subject for me to do anything with it. But who, <laughs> who was it who popularized tea, T-E-A? There was a guy who did so. Uh, and uh, it was all for real, and he was not pulling a fast one. But uh, who was he? He was. Tom, can we have the answer by the end of the show? Can you have the answer? Because if no one calls, can if no can one... I have the answer by the end of the oh, show? Oh, okay, sure, Please. you can have whatever you want. You know, it's the, that's the way we are around here. Two six zero six three six eight. Good heavens, call mm. if you know the answer to that. Mm. Please, you know that today in 1985. Yeah. Today in 1985, the protest against New Coke was organized. I didn't realize it was that long ago. It was. I remember when it came out. And then you know, goodness. Th they could have solved all of this, not Coca-Cola so much, but as the, pe the people who were com complaining a lot about, uh, about that about New, New Coke. Coke, all they had to do was to get one, their choice of uh, Diet Coke which tasted not like classic Coke, but it tasted like something different. Yes, but we totally. wanted we wanted classic Coke. You want classic Coke. Yeah. Okay. Then what you could do is get it from Europe. Because well, why Europe. Why didn't we have it from Coke in the United States? Because uh, I guess nobody knew the answer to that question. I threw well, out a no, couple of them. No. The, the yeah. bottom line is that they just all of a sudden decided, okay, you're not getting this anymore. You're going to get this. And everybody went, oh, no, we're not. Because you can take the other thing away from us, but that doesn't mean we're going to buy what you're trying to sell us now. And that's why Classic Coke came back. Because uh, I'll tell you what, that's when I switched to iced tea. Uh, uh, all of that is probably, as a matter of fact, certainly true. Uh, but I remember there was an, with either an article or uh, an ad in which the president of Coke, and I don't know if he was the president or whatever, but he was a high executive at Coca-Cola, and somebody uh, at a at a uh, an event or something. Uh, yeah, an event. Uh, he said, P "People are telling me that on that I am making this the up." The devil. Yeah, and and that it it is a stupid uh, uh, way of getting into the next era of. And he, he what the the line? I'm trying to to. to to, uh, Give me to what? explain, Give me what? to to finish this up. Uh, anyway, it, it, some to people that offended were offended by this by the change. He said, "We're uh, not that not that smart and not that stupid because they said that the the other ones were just as bad but in a different way." <laughs> I always thought that was a lot it's, of real hard thinking there. Just. Amazing that you would take a product that everyone loves and tell people, "Well, nah, you can't have that anymore." I mean, yeah. what in the world? Well, it had something else to do, I guess, or not enough to do. Is but is New Coke? I, I heard that New Coke was back. It, it has been back for quite a long time. If you got any of the flavored brands of brands of Coke, or in the diet version, 
or there was there was another one, uh, another way to do it. Uh, it it was it would be, go right back to what you remember. It was. It I was, don't want to remember deal. New Coke. Oh well, Mary oh, is hi. on the phone. Okay, all right, Mary. Mary, Mary are you hey, there? Tom, how are you? How are you, Tom? I'm uh, I'm doing fine. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I was just curious if you have been to Vera's on the North Shore. Where? Vera's. Oh, oh Vera's. Vera's the new restaurant. Yes, yes, we have. We've been there a couple of times. Uh, it is. They took over that uh, that place that used to be the Camellia Grill, not the Camellia. Camellia uh, Cafe. Camellia Cafe. That's right. Yeah, and it's uh, coming up to uh, Abita Springs, right there on that highway, Highway 59. Have and you been? Yeah, we've been. No, I, I, I oh. so yeah, I haven't been. So, so tell us what what you've um, experienced. It's it's a straight ahead New Orleans neighborhood kind of restaurant with red beans and rice if you want them. They have seafood platters. They have boiled seafood. They have daily specials, uh, and a, a, really a menu that went on for four pages. So there's wow. a lot of action there. And the people who run that, uh, they've had a couple of other restaurants over the years, and all of them have always been good. So uh, I wouldn't hesitate for a minute. We've been there a couple of times, and we've ha- we've liked it very well. So enjoy. Oh, good. Well, yeah. we just just wandering. We've seen it, and we thought we'd ask. Thanks yeah. so much. Were you um, familiar with the original Vera's that that didn't make yeah. it through Hurricane Katrina? Yeah, you... No, I'm not. Uh-huh. Oh, no. really? It was the most ramshackle, such an atmospheric place. And then Katrina, it was no more. And then they relocated to a place kind of between Slidell and Lacombe that had absolutely no atmosphere whatsoever, which is where they've been since Katrina. And this is a second location in yeah. uh, in Abita. There's a there's a, a, de- a designer who redid all the uh, interiors. And uh, he was pretty good. He was an artist, really. He he worked out of Chalmette, and I'm I'm trying to remember his name. Luis like Calamares. Luis Calamares. Thank you Calamares. very much. Boy, you know some stuff. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I know well, we're, a lot well, we're, too. Exci- we're excited to give it a try. We're going to go tonight, then. Thank you. Oh yeah, so yeah. Much, guys. Bye. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling. It's called the Camellia Cafe. It's on Highway. 59, which runs from uh, basically the river, Abita, or the lake, rather, the lake, all the way to the lake. Abita to the yeah. lake. Great runs place to go. Runs from the silly little roundabout in Abita. Yeah, it's the food show. But up, oh hi, it's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris and uh, Marianne is here too. Hi. Are you having fun today? Yes. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. You know, we, you, you, it, there is such a thing as a good day and a bad day. Uh-huh. This one's just okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and that's that, I guess. Uh, you have informed us that there is uh, something uh, dramatic. Name's Bond. In the year. James Bond. Bond. Is that how he says Bond? My name is, name is Bond. Bond. James Bond. James Bond. And what does he do now? Then he he says that he wants his martini shaken, not stirred. Is that how it goes? And he likes um, mm. he likes uh, not vodka. Vodka, right? Right. And uh, the, so that completes uh, a formula for me uh, that would be the worst kind of a martini. 
Well, you're not James Bond. No, I know. So you and, don't. And really I'm not have getting to, anywhere near as far as he's getting. You don't along, have but, to, you know, worry about that. Oh, good. <laughs> Just don't worry. It. Just don't don't worry about that. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> you stick yeah. with your Manhattans and sing your song or your old fashions and tell your story and let James Bond walk in and and, and just be just cool watch him, and huh? say, Bond, James yeah. Bond. Yeah. Anyway, Ian Fleming, who wrote that series, mm-hmm. was born today. And he he also, uh, if I may interrupt, he also uh, developed. Quite a few other novels that turned into major uh, uh, movies, but they tended not to be the the, the rock and roll and uh, irons you know, the, being the, shot all over the place. Uh, the spy novels. The spy, yeah, lots of those. But he also had uh, that Chimmy Chimmy Bang Bang. He wrote that. Yeah, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Yes, we went to the castle. No, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, exactly. Huh, and the producer of that series of Bond movies was Cubby Broccoli, who Cubby also Broccoli, right. had something to do with the discovery of broccoli, right? That's correct. Yes. Yes, yeah, it started out as, a, uh, uh, as, as cauliflower, and then it evolved over the years to be green and then be broccoli. But he's, he sort of genetically engineered that, right? Uh, it, it was farther along than that. And it, it probably didn't take a for a too. It probably took a while to get that going. Uh, but what do I know? But but he is the one th- that broccoli is named after, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, I thought that was interesting a thing. peculiar fact. Yeah. Well, I'm full that of peculiar facts. Sort of raises fact. an eyebrow. Yes. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. Also today is the birthday of the guy who made the cough syrup that became Jell-O. He made cough syrup and it evolved into Jell-O? How did that happen? Well, I don't know. You're the one who wrote it. <laughs> no <laughs> well, that's right. I, I the original do, I, flavors. I, I don't have anywhere to go on this. Let's... The birthday in 1897 of yeah. Pearl B. Waite, a maker of cough syrup. Yeah. The original flavors were strawberry, raspberry, lemon, and orange, and it didn't sell well, so he sold the formula and named to a guy with the great name Orator F. Woodward, (laughs) who had the advantage of being in the food business already. It took about another seven years, but starting in 1902, Jell-O sales. You have gelled here. That's that's so clever, Tom. (laughs) That is such a, the the whole thing is, is pretty interesting. I don't. No. I I've never been a Jello fan. No. But you like Jello, don't you? Uh, there is. Or is it only in hospital rooms? Oh no, you were going to get into that story. That you like Jello. Well, you just were raving about the Jello. I was. In, I, I in was. I was in the hospital. I just had an appendectomy. Yes. And I was in uh, the hospital for five days, I think. Uh, Mm Because there was a a, a little thing that happened, but it wound up making me Superman. But anyway, uh, I uh, what was I talking about? This was back in 1993 or four, and you were absolutely in love with Jello after that experience. Yeah, I mean, I was on. um, I think it's kind of a common thing, though, when you haven't eaten in days and days, and you get your first taste of Jello that you probably like it way more than you ever would otherwise. That is exactly my point. Very common story, I think. Yeah, yeah, 
And, uh, Do you remember it, the color jello that you had? Uh, I, yes, it was orange. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. Yes. Because uh, for, for five days, I couldn't, I, they wouldn't even let me sip water. Mm-hmm. And then finally one day they said, okay, you're all right, you're good to uh, drink some water. Mm-hmm. So I went out, over and tried it out, and wow, that jello stuff was killer. <laughs> it was. And uh, I'll never forget that. And who would? It's the food show. You know, I think we better just come to the rail here and ex- explain what and the jump. deal was. Orange um, Pico. And jump. Orange Pico. It's about the tea. Correct. Any last-minute guesses as oh. to who was the guy? No, yeah. I, I will let you yeah. expound on this because I think I know yeah. who that is. Yeah. And uh, yeah. uh, it, the name Holly Loki comes up. Holly Loki? Yes. Hmm. What's it? Well, so who was it? Who was it? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. What? With with, uh, with your expounding on the tea thing that you that you are hanging over our heads. Yes, for the last hour and then Please. forty-five minutes. Tom, and then I'll tell you all about be, ice in New Orleans. We can't be in suspense any longer. You have to tell us about the tea. Uh, all right, Arthur Godfrey. Correct. Yes, and if you ever listen to Arthur Godfrey, he had a thing about uh, Hawaiian music. And, of course, the Yuku, young lady that was on his show was Holly Loki, who sang oh, all the Hawaiian things. Now that you things. say that, I remember that. Now, oh, gosh, Doug, was that a clue that we missed? Yes, we it missed was a clue, clue that you went <gasps> completely over your head. Oh, my goodness. Mm. I don't know very much about Arthur Godfrey. Well, that's okay. Oh, will you? We, I'm way too young. No, it was a morning <laughs> show now. You have to understand that uh, the Godfrey, uh, Arthur Godfrey's morning show uh, was was a national national thing here. Phenom, wasn't it? It was a phenom. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. He, uh-huh. he, he owned the business. Tom's kind of obsessed Correct. with Arthur Godfrey. Now, now, now that we yeah. have the tea done, uh, yeah. let, let's tell you about ice in the United States. All right. Did you tell know? Us about the ice. That's right. At the end of the Civil War in 1865, a uh-huh. startup happened right here on Chapatula Street here really? in New Orleans. Yes. It took wait. them a few years, three years, to finally get ice here in New Orleans. This was the first mm-hmm. place in the country, yes, in fact, I saw front, the in the houses. world, Those that had houses. man-made ice. Otherwise, you had to ship ice from the places that where ice happened, mostly in wait, rivers. So this is the first place in the world you said that happened. Correct. Yes. <gasps> is it Pelican ice? Uh, no, it it was it was it, no. Pelicans are too small. No, 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 no. It was not pelican ice. That happened much later. It no. was called the ice works, and uh-huh. they started making ice here for the general public in eight, eighteen sixty eight. Oh, wow! Largely for railroads who were taking uh, mud all over. Oh, good grief! Yeah. Why couldn't we get these calls on the air? Because well, I kept trying. Okay. Wow. Now, here's what happened. Now, they had an 800-pound chunk of ice that they put in front of the Times-Picayune, which was a wonder. And daily, they made chunks of ice that were 600 pounds. And this was, of course, right here in New Orleans. Now, the people said, wait a minute. This is artificial ice. This can't be good. This is not natural ice that comes from the rivers. No, it can't be hood. But 
a, ke- a, a professor of physics and chemistry at what was called then the College of the Jesuits, which is now Loyola. Imagine that. He said, this is wonderful ice. And from there on, because... The Jesuits said so. Oh, the <laughs> it the was, Jesuits get a lot done. That, but that more was, important, mm-hmm. it's 90-something degrees out there, so people, this is the only kind of ice you're going to get. That's right. Now, from this city all over the southern part of the United States, it was, we we got ice makers. We oui, we oui. Right. So yeah. It happened right here in River City. <laughs> Imagine. Doug, you're like a, you're like a Jiminy Cricket. That's correct. Full of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to sing that song? Sure. Sure. We don't have anything better to do. Go ahead. No. 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 I'm I'm thinking of doing an instrumental though. uh, Oh. uh, Yeah. Right. I've been thinking of forming a band. It's called the the Surge and Water Band. You know what, Doug? (laughs) Doug, we went, Doug. You're a hippie, aren't you, from way back when? Uh, well, I preceded that. I, I, you know, okay. th- those came later. Okay, now, you know what? We went to this place over the weekend called Rob's Rockin' Dogs, and okay. on the wall was this continuous loop of 60s bands that were in their recording sessions. Now, what and bands were those? Like Mamas and the Papas and okay. the Beatles mm-hmm. and, I don't know, Love and Spoonful or okay. something like that. Right. Anyway, it was really, really interesting. They had this television on the wall, and I have no idea where they would have gotten this kind of footage, but it was it was pretty interesting to watch. Well, you know, if you remember a little while back, there was uh, places, there, was, there were jukeboxes you could get. With that kind of footage, with before, footage like that, you could see. Yeah, before it? before there was a, the, the thing on television. With, you know, before there was a whole channel of that kind of oh, stuff happening. Oh, like MTV, on television. you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But before that, there were jukeboxes that had that kind of footage along with the music oh, that you sure. put in your money and da da da. There it was. You, you know, I I didn't know that, but then that's not something that I would know. Well, see, there you go. That's why I'm I mean, I didn't here. do a lot of jukeboxing and hanging out in places where there well, were jukeboxes. I can't boxes. help it. If I led you, a sheltered you know, life. I can't help it if, you, you know, you didn't get around. I know. I didn't get around. I did not get around. I was a sheltered, sheltered around, little girl. Around, around, get around. I get around, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is a grinder today. That's a I'll real see. grinder. Too much going on at one time. I almost, I almost wish I was cutting sheetrock. Do you? Yeah. I'm glad I'm not. Yeah. But uh, anyway, well, we have a, a. Mike is here. Mike, welcome to the food show. Mike, can I can I thank you from the bottom of my heart? No yeah, problem. Mike. <laughs> Happy to save you. Uh, made it made it to the new Pardos recently for the first time. Oh, let's hear your thoughts about that. I don't know why it took us so long to get there, because we were going fairly regularly at the old place, but it did take us a while. Okay. And I was totally impressed with the the building. I know you all said it was beautiful, and it it lived up to expectations. It was really, he did a really fabulous remodeling of the building. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah, he's a good guy. What? The food, though. The food I think was the largely was, was first class, 
The only problem I encountered that night, I was very excited to see 40-day age beef on the menu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so And wild. my wife knows that typically I order a strip. And she says, why are you ordering a ribeye? I said, because I'm trying to play it safe. I got a better chance of getting a good steak with a ribeye than I do with a strip, because a lot of strips can be not so good. So long story short, when you order a ribeye, when, when they presented it, it was an 18-ounce cut of meat. I thought, oh, my God, this is a huge piece of meat. It's probably got the rib cap still on it because, you know, a typical ribeye in the supermarket is not this big. And unfortunately, it was 50% inedible because of the, the fat and the cartilage. Oh. It was just really bad. You know, I mean, the flavor was great. It tasted like aged beef, and what I did eat was really good. And I in no way hold the restaurant accountable for this. I mean, you know, like I tell my wife when she complains about my steaks, you know, I don't make them. I just cook them, you know. Uh -huh. But um, I don't know. I was really excited. to be. There's not many places you can find aged beef in a restaurant these days. And it was just unfortunate that, you know, it didn't work out the way I had hoped it would. Well, you know what, uh, what got to me about that? I've been there, I think, three or four times now. And they have, I think, too much steak on the menu. Uh, it dominates it, it, the menu. There's no doubt about it. It definitely that. dominates the menu, and they have them, you know, got several different uh, tiers of, uh, of what kind of cuts and how thick you want them and all of that. Uh, but I know that, that they are very much capable of putting out a, a more variety. Yeah, I the, the apps were delicious. The, no, you know, I mean, I, I, it's in no way going to keep me from going back. The food was really, oh, you know, the apps were all well, delicious. It's a fabulously look, gorgeous place. I got, a, I got a quick question for you. Was Osmond affiliated with any of Emerald's restaurants before yes. he went out on his own? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was. Did he work at Del Mon He worked at Delmonica. I think he so. He was definitely but I'm not at Nola. Positive. He was definitely at Nola. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because he's first class restaurateur. You know, I mean, he, he, he really knows is, what yeah. he's doing. Okay, yes. have a good evening. And I, I even doubted him. I doubted him when he bought that building, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to be like a money pit. But, boy, I don't know how much money went into it, but it is really spectacular. Yeah, it's, it's a really terrific. nice environment to have dinner in. Okay, see you all. Bye. Bye. And if you're a wine lover, uh, they, he has a wine list that's pretty, pretty, uh, docu pretty well documented. And uh, well, like he said, he's a, he's a good restaurateur. I have to say, I was I've never had so much fun as you had tonight. Huge fan of Pardo's, the original. Uh -huh. A huge fan of Pardo's. Yeah. I don't think that the food at the new place is anywhere near catching up to it yet. Uh, I would agree with that, having only been there twice, though. No, so. it's been more than that. But I've I, been there. but yes, but I, uh, I just, I don't know. You know, he had uh, he had Marvin Tweedy in the kitchen, who I think is one of the greats. Ah, uh, terrific chef. And I don't know that the operation has still not recovered from that. Yeah. So that, that was tough. Um, but I, I just, I just want that food to catch up because I loved everything about the old Pardos. And with the new Pardos, I love the environment like 150% and the food maybe 70%.
So, uh, in case you are listening to us and wondering, what's the name of this restaurant? It's Pardo's, P-A-R-D-O, all run together. It is uh, a, 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 an item in it's language. A, it's a three. Oh, and, and and it what it's it, it's a reference to your grandfather, your an old uncle, or anybody who is at a, a high age range. Uh, that's who it addresses. Pardo. That, that's that's someone what it means. that you are endeared. That's to, right. Yes, uh, and as have he over certainly a long is way. to his grandfather. That's true. Anyway, it's a it's a good operation. I fully expect that the food will get back to what it was, but it's uh, you know what it follows your idea, Tom, which is that you have to give a new restaurant some time, even if that new restaurant yep. is an old restaurant revisited. That's true. And yeah. I, I am starting to appreciate that more and more as I venture out into new restaurants. And I do love new restaurants, and I'll keep going to new restaurants. Mm-hmm. But I am starting mm-hmm. to uh, appreciate that you are correct. There are a couple of exceptions to that, but I would say not a lot of exceptions to that. Well, if I think of an exception, I'll, you probably uh, won't I'll cross my eyes or something. Because that... That would make your your theory a little less rock solid. Oh, anyway, well, I'll, I need something to trip over. Anyway. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Uh, yes, that's true uh, from me to you, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Yes, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, why not? To, yeah, of course. Yes. Tomorrow, tomorrow's Thursday. 105.3. 109.3. No, 105.3. 105. HD2 yeah, WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.